there? Furnace? Yes, that's a furnace. That the furnace that sounds like a monster living in the basement. Yeah. A very disruptive. Do oil chains usually take that long? No, they don't take that long, but you don't think they're gonna like the 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 guys, the technicians working there be like, Oh, she's almost here, guys. And let's do like a NASCAR thing. Like, no, it's like you come, you you're like, Hey, you're in line, even though you booked an appointment and you know. I think on average an oil change is usually like start to finish roughly around like 30 minutes but yeah so it would have been done by like 2 10 and been home by 2 30 but it took longer in an than ideal that. world if you're doing that not in a scenario where you're a customer right because they're trying to get everybody else's oil changes done right and then they're gonna then there's gonna be the guys like oh this card's having issues, you know what I mean? And the delay or the printer's out of paper. or <laughs> it, There's always going to be something that's going to back you up. You can't just come in. It's like... I was um, overly optimistic, I guess. Well, I mean, it's a small... I shouldn't be complaining that much just because every single time I've come in for a tattoo, except this last time, it's been four hours worth of... Three to four hours of tattoo work, but it's been a seven hour period that I'm away and at this place. Yeah. Waiting or because I don't know Jake. if every tattoo place is like that, but like the setup and breaks are expected. But then like, hey man, like we were supposed to have this figured out a while ago. <laughs> like I you gave you my he's stuff. in the back room sketching out well, what you're gonna There's do. been a few times where it's like he's like, I got it done and like I'll come over and then he's like, so here, here's what I was thinking. I was like, that's not at all what I was thinking, you know? And he's like, oh, okay, let me fix it. And that has happened with multiple tattoo orders. So I'm, and I'm not going to put this one on blast or anything like that. But <clears throat> it's, it's like you show up and you know it's money out of their pocket. Because for me, I kind of pre-planned for it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not working mm -hmm. this day. I'm going to come in. I'll get childcare. It's more of an inconvenience thing where it's like, hey, can you watch the kids? I'm going to go get work done, uh, tattoo work done. Um, but it's on the tattoo artist's time and it doesn't matter if they're charging a hundred bucks an hour or not. They're, they're only charging you per machine runtime. So if it's a, you know, three hour job, they're only charging you for three hours, but I'm wasting like seven hours day. of their yeah. time. So I was, I don't know if that's a profitable, I think tattoo artist needs to have like a better business manager to like, be like, Hey, in the world of like time is money. Right. How about we figure out how to expedite this? Like work on it on your time off, you know, like get the sketch, have it be approved. You know, like when you make t-shirts designs or something like that, you submit right. something, the thing gets approved that now people know what to expect. You don't go, all right, man, we're going to run this tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and you show them this thing. Anywho, I'm going on a rant here. This all started with an oil job. Oil job. Oil job. Yeah. Um, well, we're back. Weren't we supposed to do the awkward spaces today? Yeah, but I feel like we need to give it a little a bit break. of space. Okay. I don't I not I don't know. I think it's a useful thing that people might appreciate and have fun with and especially the people who are submitting work. Um and a few people have mentioned comments about like it's fun watching you guys like your system of process, like how you guys think. Mm -hmm. Um which I don't know if people are impressed about that. Like our our realtor I didn't feel like it was very impressive because well, I was like I don't know what to do in this space. Right. But it was kind of, I mean, our, our realtor, I remember when we looked at some of the houses, we're kind of shooting from the hip mm -hmm. and walking. We can do this and this other thing here. And I remember our realtor said to us, like, it's really cool watching you guys, like, think through this kind of stuff in terms Envision. of creativity. Yeah. And, but I never thought that's a uh, an impressive skill. Like, right. I thought it's just... It is impressive because do you remember when we bought this house? I mm -hmm. had zero vision of what we could do and you already had that. And I couldn't... 
I was probably like more like a realtor. Like I couldn't. You're nothing like our realtor. <laughs> You'd Shoot be so lucky. No. So like when we bought this house, you already had all these envisioned like doing this, um, tearing out that like peninsula, putting an island. Like you were telling me all these things. And I was like, I can't envision that. Why is it so hard for me to envision that? And I think that's majority you of think the population so? is like they can't. And that's why they hire out people to do that. <laughs> But uh, so would you agree? And I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, do you think it's a muscle that you can uh, work out? Yes, absolutely. Because if I could, anybody could. Really? Like, I didn't have that vision, but it was um, practicing doing that all the time with like design work, staging, mm -hmm. e-design. Like I would come to a awkward spaces every day and have to figure out how to make something work. And so that is totally something you can practice and with experience get much better at. Because now like when we, now that we have our other house, I felt like I could envision things so easily mm -hmm. because I know your potential and then I know like how you can actually physically transform a space versus before it was like, could we make that work? I don't even know how I would transform this. Like you, you, it is like a muscle you exercise. But would you say that's a muscle that anybody can do? Or do you, because here's the interesting thing with you is you've always been pretty, your outfits were always how the kids say on point. Um, <laughs> and so I, I wonder if because you had one part of your life where you knew how to design style something, let's say it wasn't uh, an outfit. Right. That. It was just a matter of practice using a different lens and application. So now you can stage a room or possibly architecturally in the future design a building or something mm -hmm. like that. Do you, or do you think it's truly something that any person who can't even put an outfit together, who you know, whose house is uh, a mess, um, could, could be trained um, to use that kind of muscle? I think it's like two parts. Uh. It's hard to say because I've always had that like more of the artsy um, gene from my mom. So I always liked drawing. I liked art. I liked um, decorating. And that's always been part of me. I remember like being, I don't know, 11, 12 and always re, re um, what is it called? Organizing my room and like changing up all the furniture. Um changing the layout of my room almost like every month because I needed like a change. I needed something different. I loved doing it. I'd always have like these. You had bangs that no bangs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I'd always have like these things on my wall that I would draw. And I just always have loved that. That's been a part of me from since I was little. So it's hard to say if um, anybody can do it. But I think the other part of it is you have to love it too. You can't just come in and like, envision something if that's not something you're um actively like either passionate about or like wanting to do right well let me ask you this what if it's somebody who is like listen i can't put an outfit together my my life in general is chaotic in the sense that like nothing's organized my house is not organized my my schedule is not organized i'm kind of like running late but i just bought this house and i want to make it really you know pinteresty um how how can I do that without hiring somebody? Do you think at that point that person just sheer out of necessity could still uh, be able to train to themselves? Point, yeah, I think so. <laughs> if, like I said, you have to want it. If you, if you're like super passionate about, like you don't have any experience, but you're like, I want to do this. There's resources like Pinterest and like Instagram. There's there's a, so many inspirational things you can find in resources. But I feel like for that kind 
person, it will be a lot harder. Yeah. And this is why people hire out designers and contractors and all that because they, it's it's a lot of work and they it's don't so labor intensive that, yeah. that they're like, listen, I can't. And just mentally hard. Yeah. Like there, I've had multiple people tell me, I am having such a hard time with this layout of this space. So so, I think there are people, yeah, that just cannot. Their brain cannot like. Hmm. figure out what to do yeah i think i definitely think it is a, a wiring of the brain in some aspect because so it's funny I, I didn't actually know this that you were restaging your room when you were a kid i did it all the time uh, or a teenager yes, my mom. um but because it's funny because i did the same thing you did? <laughs> um so i did a couple of things i mean we grew up we both grew up uh you know poor immigrants mm -hmm. um and uh, I remember specifically there was a period of time, I think I must have been maybe like 13 or some years old. And I was always kind of had these, this attention about like the outfits that I wore. Right. And so I always wanted to have this put together kind of outfit and not necessarily things that were like, you know, name brand or anything, but just, you know, the something that I saw like on Disney Channel, something like that, how somebody <laughs> might wear You want to like recreate it. I want to recreate it. And what was interesting is I would uh, pretty frequently would go and use my like chore money or whatever to go and uh, to like the thrift store and buy articles of clothing to recreate certain mm -hmm. outfits because I wanted her to look nice. And then I did re kind of organize, not reorganize, but like restage my room. Like, you know, the bed would be this way, and then there'd be the dresser mm -hmm. there, and then the computer there. And I kept redoing it and doing it again um, on a very regular basis that later it kind of makes sense that, and because you share the same background, it kind of makes sense that we kind of fell into careers that we fell into that includes a lot of design and creating. Right. Which kind of makes, which reminds me to this conversation that you and I had when, I first kind of had this conversation with you about like you should start something because I knew you had this gene that you and I shared of gene of like creativity or creating or making or doing something. Right. And I knew you just were doing like this. I think I would call it like this whole like just in the system kind of mindset. The system mindset, I I, I look at it that way. I don't know if it's an exact definition is like you're, you're just in the system. The system is you go to school, you get a degree and you work for somebody and then time off is on the weekends. You don't do work and you just do whatever you're kind of into. And so that usually is going to be a hike, a travel, a lounger in the house, a farmer market, farmer's market or whatever. And coming out of that system was kind of like what I definitely saw in you, though I was very new to it as well, where I'm like, you have this thing that we both share that I think you need to start something that's of your own. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, maybe if somebody listening to this can possibly be thinking, because I always get these comments of like, I would love for you to do a video about like your design process. And I've shared this pretty openly. Like, I don't think any of my stuff is super original. I think what I come, like my, what my approach is always the same. I take four to six pictures that inspire me of a thing. Like if I'm building a table, I'll find five different tables that are completely different. And some will even be coffee tables and I'll take a portion of everything and I'll kind of puzzle piece together my own. And sometimes there's a little originality that comes out of it. But, so there's nothing that creative, but I think it's something that people out there listening to this might be like, I don't know, maybe I have this thing that's asleep. I personally think you have to have this thing inside of you. You might not be aware of it. It's a creativity it. thing, yeah. I don't want to make it as special to say like, oh, you can't be taught this. I think you can be taught anything. It's just a matter of like, how good are you going to be at it? Right. Could you possibly style your house really nicely? Yeah, you could be taught that. Could you be a, a you know, a, a magazine designer? I don't know. I think that usually that's like a separation of like, yeah, can I box or can I be a professional athlete right. in boxing? 
Um, but I think that should be an encouraging thing for people to be like, I think if you want it or show yeah. that much interest, you could, with enough determination, yeah. I think you could totally yeah. take it on. I think it always comes down to like the interest level uh, that you have in it. Because <clears throat> like with me, before I even started staging and design, I, I mean, I was decorating and redecorating our house every day. Mm -hmm. I would like change stuff around on the shelves like it was just like a constant thing that i was doing and i think that's what you noticed in me was like mm -hmm. you like doing this kind of stuff and yeah. then and it know, wasn't changing specifically that made me go that it's just more of like you have this creativity thing so when we had that talk and i said you need to go do something of your own i think i didn't have a perspective of like you should go start a staging company i think it was more of a like I, hell you could have been a, a, a an artist on etsy or something like that you mm -hmm. know what i mean like mm -hmm. you could have been doing oil paintings it's just you had that gene i think right yeah, and then I think that at that point you can teach yourself. You can go in, in ev any avenue that you want mm -hmm. because I mean I've always liked, yeah, like drawing and painting, um, just yeah, all the so, random things that kind of are artsy, I guess. The the painting part is actually I think really cool because I think how, and I think you notice this more than I notice this about myself. Like some of the houses we've sold, you're like, are you sad that you're selling this house and you've done all this work to it, right? And I've right. never had this emotional attachment to it. Um, and um, with you, what was really cool is same as like, let's say if I build a piece of furniture, like I love looking at my house and be like, I built the majority of things here, including the furniture, uh, as a, you know, ex with exceptions of like a couch and stuff like that. Right. <clears throat> but like with you, I really love seeing these art pieces on the wall that you did. Um, and I always forget that you did them because they're so good. They're like a print that you would order. <laughs> um, and so I think it's really cool to like look at a wall and be like, oh, your mom drew all this five years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's I think it's a really cool thing that um, plus that's something you can take from house to house with you. But I think it's a really cool thing to like, look back and be like, all of this is ours and our own and our own creativity. Like our office has my YouTube plaque on it. It has your award winnings for staging and parade of homes. It has uh, our magazine that was featured in better homes and garden, you know, in this like eight page layout and it's all framed on the wall. And like, when you walk into that, you're like, everything here came from not only hard work and sacrifice, but also came from this creative gene that, yeah we get to tap into and again i think i don't think anybody's excluded from it i think somebody people just need to kind of give it more attention to see if that's a muscle they should yeah. work out yeah if you enjoy it i think that's already because i would do like painting and art stuff and what else remember when i did like the macrame little stuff you did macrame um, that was your first giveaway when mm -hmm. you started your channel and i enjoy doing that stuff as a hobby and i think that's where you saw like that my potential is like what do you enjoy doing on the side like as your hobby right now and if that's something like you know artistic or even um i don't know it could be something else but kind of that's what I would do first of all is like think about yeah like what do you enjoy and yours was woodworking like you would just that would be your, when you still work at the hospital full time um you would do that on the side hmm. you'd always be building something on the side before anything ever started with Instagram or YouTube so it's kind of like what are you already like really enjoying doing or what do you find yourself gravitating towards on your days off or when you're wanting to do a hobby you, so. you know, it's interesting. And yes, right, because you're already doing that, mm -hmm. right? So if you're at home and you're like, well, I like to... Um, cooking or whatever it yeah. is, yeah. 
um, you could you could always be like, how do I just double down on that and create a thing? And well, the nice thing is in where we live right now, it's like anybody can have a, <clears throat> a channel, a platform designated to that and that alone. That niche, yeah. I mean, there's people on TikTok with millions of followers and all they do is one minute cooking uh, right? tutorials, yeah. which is incredible, right? Because now you're transferring long form content from YouTube into short form content on TikTok and um, people are making a lot of money doing that. Um, what was I going to go with this? Um, I I was kind of thinking about this too. Um, so like you said, like with me, it's building and, and, and woodworking that kind of sparked my thing to like double down on mm-hmm. and, and monetize through, you know, putting out free content. I was thinking about this, you know, I feel like I wouldn't say I reached like this pinnacle of whatever, right? Because there's mm-hmm. people who have way more subscribers, way more viewership than I do, way bigger brand deals. But let's say, God forbid, tomorrow, like I lost both of my hands, right? And I couldn't hold wood over a table saw or anything like that. Like, so is that dream now stripped of me? And I, and I asked myself that question the first time when I broke my left arm, um, what was it, three years now ago, and uh, mm-hmm. not being able to use my arm for, it was actually a short period of time in modern day science, what they do, but it was what, a month and a half, I think, that before I could start using, you know, holding weight with it. <clears throat> And what I noticed about me in that time was that it never changed my identity as a person where like, if you lose both of your arms as a painter, you're like, I'm an artist, I can no longer be an artist because I can't perform my art, right? right. Or execute my art. And not to say I'm an artist in what I do, but it, you know, but it's like, I'm a woodworker or builder and I can't build with my hand. And I noticed there's a part of me that never went into this dark woe me. It was more of a like, oh, watch me do work now, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best one-handed woodworker right. in the game. And you saw me changing out my sprinklers, not that it's woodworking, but like, we were, I think it's funny how that worked is around that time we're doing some landscaping stuff and I was like using a small shovel and I would take my, cause I broke my left hand and I would bre- uh, put a, dig a shovel, like a spear into the ground and use my butt as like leverage point to like lift it up yeah, and then put it in this red wagon and then you'd pull the red wagon. And the moral of the story is like, you just figure it out. Like, yeah. like these kids that have no arms and they're painting these beautiful pictures with their toes, right? Like holding right. a brush. Yeah. Um, but I think this, if both of my arms were, were gone, I don't know if I'd be in this woodworking channel. I think what I would do is, I, I think I'm now hooked to this perspective of like, I like to create blank, anything. So it's not, it has to be yeah. a physical thing. It could be a digital thing. Like I That's like to thing. create uh, just content or or so like, okay, just to shoot from the hip, but like I, if, if I couldn't do this and my channel got shut down and no arms, I'd be like, cool, I want to start a business. And, and, and I want to be excited about scaling it, finding people to work for it, you know, see what we can do and see it go from infancy stage to the next stage. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's just part of that creative genius. I like to create things, period. Whether it's it's a physical thing, it's an enterprise, it's a you know right. a virtual content. Like I just like to that aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So you perhaps right now when you went from paintings to macrame to staging houses to now, you know, doing e-design, you know what I mean? And I think that's only the beginning, right? Because if you progress that quickly, it just means in the next 10 years, you might be designing, you know, physical buildings, you know what I mean? So it's, or or you might be designing decor pieces or, right. or pottery or whatever. Like that's just kind of part of that creative gene that once you unlock and open that cage, you just, you just go full throttle. Yeah, I agree. I feel like once, um you figure out what you'd love to do and you 
also realize your potential. Now, people don't realize their potential, I think. That's, That's the problem. That's a big part of it. Because I didn't for a long time. Mm -hmm. It took you, like, telling me multiple times and saying, like, you need to start this, you need to do this. And I still, like, didn't understand my potential or realize it until I was already in it, like, mm -hmm. doing it. Until you fact, saw physical paychecks. Yes. Paychecks, but also, like, I think I started realizing my full potential is... And it wasn't even like the first year of staging. I want to say like it was probably maybe year two into it where I would stage a house, um, come back to it when it was time to um, destage and be like, wow, this looks really good. And now preface remember, it with the fact that when you leave the house, you come I'm home, you're like, like ah, yeah. I could have done better. Because well, I'm always, out. and I think that's a big part of it too, is like when, when you know your potential, you always know you can do better. Mm. And I think that's a, I feel like that's a healthy place to be in because you never want to be like stagnant in this like, oh, I'm doing the same thing over and over again, right? And just being in the same place. I want to be better and better and better at what I do. And so that means learning more design trends, learning like, yeah, like what's trending right now? What's going to look better? Did my styles kind of clash? What about the colors? And so um, when I leave a house, I'm always like, I'm not like disappointed in it, but I always have this feeling of like, I could have done a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but then it's funny because then I come back to D stage and I go, oh, this looks really good. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's when I started realizing like, I can do a good job at what I do. Mm -hmm. And then I and then I just realized that I'm like proud of my work. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big part of it. But I forgot where I was going with this. Well, and if once you remember, cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think what a lot of people also have. So I think what you just described <laughs> Is, oh, the potential you're talking about. Okay, go ahead. Did you yeah. want to finish your thought on that potential? No, I was just I was just saying like once you realize that it's such a big stepping stone for anybody because then you know like I can do like whatever I want because I I know what I'm capable of and mm -hmm. what like just be proud of your work. Yeah, I I I, I keep you know me I subscribe to a lot of. Um, just What's Bloody Mary, by the way. Oh, I didn't have it was a orange tomato juice. <laughs> it is 10 o'clock in the morning look bad. it's 10 o'clock in the morning why are you, are you boozing already <laughs> uh it, there's a lot of people that um so as i subscribe to consuming content of other people who put out content whether it's comics or business people or whatever i've noticed there's a lot of people have one thing in common is this uh, syndrome called the imposter syndrome and the imposter imposter syndrome is when you you have excelled at whatever you have done and made a name for yourself that now you get to hang out at events and kind of be welcomed at a table uh, with right. these people that you look up to, right? Who have been very successful in the media that they've kind of started mm -hmm. for themselves. And what these people, highly successful people who go, they have this imposter syndrome. It was like, I feel like I don't belong here. Like I have not done anything good. If you're going to grade me on these people that are here, I'm a little fish in a big pond. Right. And I've definitely experienced that when at a, some of our first events. Um, but I think that along with what you're saying is, is like, this is not good. What am I doing? And then you come back and it, it's a different perspective. I think there has to be a name for it. I don't know what it is, but that has to be your like your your little sparkle of magic in a person where it's like that is one thing that separates you and your desire for exceptional work. 
uh, above the next person, right? Mm-hmm. So a next person would be like, oh, this looks good, cool, job done, it was a systematic approach, versus you're like, no, this is not good, this sucks, I'm not a good stager, I'm not a good builder, uh, my ideas are not good, they're not original, my personality is not great, what am I doing? And then, but then you see that clearly, people are following or subscribing you or inspired mm-hmm. by you for a reason. Right. Uh, and people want to be around you for a particular reason. And so I think it's it's a thing that think you have to battle with, but it's also, I think, one of the most powerful thing you might have is this yeah, feeling of like, I'm not striving complete. to be better. Yeah. Like knowing, and like I said, it's that potential because you know you could do better. Mm-hmm. And so it's like constant, like, ah, oh, this time maybe I didn't achieve it. Okay, but next time I will. Or... um like my fear is always I never want to finish a stage being like eh that's fine just like do that Mm. do that like and just being like okay with it and going eh it'll do because that's like not the mindset I want to have when I'm doing um like this is my business I don't want that mindset you know moving forward in my my business I want the mindset of like always striving to be a better version of myself and um doing a better job than the last Mm -hmm. right yeah so i think that's something that um i've learned over time and i i value it because i feel like it makes me be better and better and better with each um job or project that i do let me ask you this question do you okay so some people might assume in staging that you just have all this furniture which you own your furniture but it's, they might assume that every job almost looks the same, right? Because the same furniture. And it's not right. true, right? Because it's somehow different layouts with different pairings and mixing and matching, especially when you have a yeah. big enough of a selection from, everything is very much more uh, personalized, mm-hmm. right? It might have a similar uh, feel, like in a sense that light, airy, you know what I mean? Right. But very different, like... There's a reason why your Instagram feed doesn't look like it's all the same stuff. It's completely different. Like each picture is completely different. Right. Because each house is different. Do you ever feel like you're scared of that inspiration going away? Like like it's it's like your tank of, of tapping into creativity is empty. No, because there's constantly other people inspiring me. And I think that's such a huge motivating factor for me so like the big accounts that i follow that i feel like are like the trendsetters Mm -hmm. they're always doing something different there's always something new there's always so much inspiration you can take from instagram or pinterest or any other and then there's the trends are always changing so i think that's what helps with um not feeling like you're doing the same thing and like staying like stagnant in what you know you're doing because the trends are always changing. So the only thing you have to do, like I have to do as a stager, is keep up with those trends and constantly refresh my inventory. Hmm. And that's the only thing. I've never felt like, I mean, I've had people um, DM and be like, I noticed you use like the same pieces in like different houses. And I do, because if you're gonna be a stager, you have to reuse those pieces in order to like, make money if you're constantly using new pieces and buying new pieces for every single house if yeah, you're, bu- you're if not you're making a profit if you're constantly buying that means you're constantly spending yes. and you're not saving yes so you yes. have to but the i think the fun part is using one piece and then bringing another piece from a you know a different house and like you're you're reusing the same pieces but you're um 
changing up the layout, the style. You're, you're going to use the same couch, but in a different room. You're going to use um, the same maybe chair, coffee table, but in a different room. And you're kind of like switching out even decor. It's not going to be the same exact you're not moving the same exact stuff from one house to another and it's going to be exactly the same. No, like you're changing out like the decor completely. It's not yeah. the same. And like every layout of every house is so different that you can't. You just physically can't reuse the same stuff. And it's amazing what happens when you go from a 1970s house that you're staging with low ceilings to a modern day new construction build with 16 foot tall ceilings. Yeah. And you're like, this can't work. This yeah. looks like it's miniature yes, furniture. Right, you know? yeah. And let's say this the aesthetic is a parade of home build and right. you're like, this is a super modern kitchen and you can't come in with your, you know, small with your yeah. little, you know, small little couch and small yeah. coffee tables. Like, and I don't in know. In those senses, yeah. And like in that sense, you have to, you have to realize, yeah, scale wise too. Like, okay, this is a much bigger house. I have to use much bigger furniture. It's not going to fit the same. And that's why, yeah, you do like walkthroughs before you even stage. But um, I think people think yeah it's just like moving the same stuff from one house to another and like it's such a quick easy i think that's one thing people underestimate is how long it actually takes to stage a house and i don't know if it's just me i don't know if ever other stages do this but it takes me like a full day to stage a house even with help because i um you're getting emotional quite <laughs> i'm crying no it's like I am very thoughtful about where every single piece of furniture and decor um, art goes. Like, it's not just like throwing stuff on the wall. It's like, what's going to look the best there? Should I put like a mirror there? Should I put like an art piece? Um, is that vase too high? You know, you got to like... So it's so thought out that it takes me basically the entire day stage. And then not to mention steaming curtains and bedding and everything and so i don't know how long other stagers take to stage homes but it <laughs> takes me a while because i do i think really think about where i'm going to place everything well i think what's people have to understand is your job is a stager you're not a though you still you wear multiple hats as like i'm a designer too right but like mm -hmm. You're primary a stager, secondary designer, right. right? Versus other people are primary designers. And what designers do is they come out with these, they keep constantly pushing the envelope of risk. They go, could we come in here with an obnoxious right. color? Could we come in here right. and put a zebra print rug? Could we, you know what I mean? You're constantly yeah. going like, well, are you crazy? And then you're like, no, no, this actually worked, right? right? Um, versus your job when it's primarily first as a stager, your job is to take these homes and make it look like a family that wants to live there, but it's also Pinteresty. Like mm -hmm. it's very aesthetically appealing. And the detail that I've noticed with you is, I think you're selling so short when you're just saying, oh, you know, like a vase in a picture. Like the level of detail that I'm noticing with your stuff is like, let's say it's a house that has built-ins on the left and right-hand side of a fireplace. Your stuff is so um, strategically and detailed that it looks like it's your house with all these knickknacks and trinkets and little design art pieces that are on these shelves with books and 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 little tapestry and whatever right. that it looks like it was accumulated over like five years and like it's perfect now. Like mm -hmm. you do that in a day in this house. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think that's where like the detail really shines with you. Like if it's a coffee table, you're not just gonna have a coffee table and a bowl. You're gonna have a coffee table and the bowl, there's gonna be this little, you know, wooden beaded thing in there. Right. And yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And because I mean, I've seen some of these when you say, I don't know about all these other stagers, but like we've been on this house market looking at different houses and tour after tour and be like, oh, this house got staged. And I'm always thinking like, oh, did the family, are they just moving out? So is this, but like, oh no, it got staged. And you go, this is staged? (laughs) This is, there's a house, there's a couch with throw pillows and a coffee table and a rug. I don't think this is staged. This is, this is somebody just kind of left some of their belongings here. And um, versus with you, I think it's so attention detail oriented that you make a house feel like a home, no matter if it's new construction or a seven-year-old house. You well, know. that's what I've always strived for. Like, is... you even leave the toilet poop unflushed, so it'd be like, look like somebody was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? They... Well, I think my... my... <laughs> yeah, just in case. Um, that was always my goal, is to strive for, like, it feeling like somebody could live there, but also it being, like, yeah, like this Pinteresty home where you're like, I want this house because of the furniture, you know? Yes. Because of the way it's staged. And I think... Um, that's, yeah. And that's why I think I'm so detail oriented with things like that. Cause it's like every little thing matters. Every little decor piece and the way you do it is makes such a difference. Cause you can bring furniture in, but if you don't have pillows and art and vases and like greenery, like just in like corners of the room, it just feels like, eh, you know, blah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I always strive for. And I, and I think when I stage, um, it's not the look I'm going for. It's like the feeling you get when you walk in is what I'm going for. It's like you want that like cozy, homey. Like somebody had sex here. <laughs> Smells like sweat and latex. <laughs> the smell of love. <laughs> um, so that's what I usually go for with staging. And it's, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. But I think people underestimate the amount of work it physically emotionally mentally it takes to actually stage a home yeah you have to absolutely love it otherwise i don't think you could do it because it's so much work Hmm. and i and i have people constantly dming me like how did you start i'm like so interested in staging it seems so fun come to reference the podcast yeah Yeah, i know that's what i say like i actually yeah but it's like when people say it seems so fun i was like i remember thinking that when i was before i started staging and you know my business i'm like i just remember thinking oh it's so fun which i do i enjoy it so much i the the feeling i get when i leave like a house after i stage and i'm like I like put together an entire house. Like I made a house a home mm-hmm. uh, and it's the best feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, I could see where people go with the fun part, mm-hmm. right? It's the same part as like, I bet being a YouTuber would be so fun. Right. And it is, I, it really is just like being a stager. It's fun, but there's things, there's weight that comes with it. There's a lot like, of weight. Like, let's say you're, and we were talking in regards to, let's say, a YouTube video. You put out one banger, like one really good video, and it does really well. Right. Well, now you have to constantly figure out how to do it. And the pressure. And it doesn't happen. Like, it really doesn't. Like, I had a couple of really good ones, and then the last couple of months, I had a couple of lulls. And I'm like, you know, you get in your head. Same thing with staging. It's like, oh, it's really fun staging and designing all this stuff. But then you go, oh, but what about when you do it for somebody who's not impressed with your work. Yeah, and that, that or, has been. Or they're just bad with their communication, like like non, what are they called, non-verbals, where it's like you're constantly. You don't constantly, know do if they, they like it? it or not, yeah. They never said anything. Most of the time people tell me. Yes, like, yeah. They just said, okay, we'll see you next time. Like, yeah. I don't get it. And so there's a lot of mental games that you there have to are. play with that you're like. Especially when it's your own business mm-hmm. and you 
strive to be like the best and amazing you know good at what you do and so and yeah nobody like you do it for a client or for somebody and like it's not acknowledged like then you're just always second guessing yeah like when, I do how long job? have you been doing staging three or four coming years? up on four four years okay four years and and i don't remember the last time this happened but this last time happened was like a week or two ago where you came home and you're like I don't know. The builder doesn't seem like he liked my stuff, you know, all this stuff. And like you got so in your head that it did like destroyed you for yeah. the night. And, you know, we thought it, we talked about it through and then we realized mm-hmm. this is just a guy who like doesn't know what is in the market, doesn't know the benefits of this stuff, doesn't, you know, doesn't. I think he's just somebody who had, yeah, doesn't. Is dealing with his own other stuff, right? He's reading into it's the clients. Much, he's yeah. reading into. Mm-hmm. And so these are the non-fun parts when yeah. you're like, because, I mean, if we're going to title this podcast Creativity, it's it's very it's very it's a very vulnerable space to be in when you allow other people to grade your creativity. Yeah. Right? Cuz your creativity like you don't just do everything half assed and you go, you know, oh, it's just good enough like you said, it, it'll be fine. You you make it if you're striving to make it 110% where a house becomes a home that possibly could be featured in a magazine or you mm-hmm. know, like Pinterest pictures are reposted somewhere and a person comes in who you did the work for and they're just not impressed, then you're like, should I be doing this line of work? I know. You second guess everything. And I think that's what sucks because you can have a hundred people tell you you did an amazing job and that it only takes that one person to say, meh, and then it like ruins everything. And, and you, that's so sad because it's like, for some reason... It's a big power for them yes. to wheel. Yeah, like you can have a hundred compliments, but that one negative compliment, it just destroys everything. And that is the exact reason why, and I've mentioned before, I don't read YouTube comments. Yes. It's 1, that exact percent. reason because the when we started this conversation, we start we started this conversation with like this excitement. You know, you have this creative gene and it's like a little superpower that you yeah. wield and it's a muscle you can work out and potentially create bigger, greater things and not be satisfied with anything. And then that dissatisfaction is only gonna make you become better and better and do bigger and greater things. And then you read one shitty YouTube comment and then your, all yeah. that superpower that you had goes away. Yeah. And, and then you're starting back from zero. Of and like, you have to build it back have up Have to build it back up, which is so sad because I think obviously there are so many trolls on the internet and everything, but it's like, do pe- I think so many people don't realize how like even one passive aggressive comment um, doesn't even have to be that negative will like affect a person because yeah you're grading their basically creativity and their entire like livelihood of stuff because it's hard like we we're already so in our heads as creative like geniuses (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) of makers um you know we're already in our heads about like did i do a good job like already really um sensitive to Mm -hmm. people's reactions and comments that it's like yeah one well there's not a lot if you think about this like let's dissect what creativity is is like creativity is a lot of emotion driven mm-hmm. uh um, things right it's it's not just go that is a nice looking blue it's and what, that is yeah. a good shape of it <laughs> and then let's put them together no you go because nice. you even said this you even said like I, I i'm going for now what it looks like but how it feels yes. like right it's very it's emotion that, driven yes it's like in the aesthetics of things it's like i don't go like oh 
table has four legs and a top. I go like, what makes this like a really cool piece that will be in a, in a, in a home that's styled very well. Mm -hmm. And you know, you kind of go like, how do I make this? And, and so when somebody comes in is like, that sucks. You go, I just went into a vulnerable spot of my life to put it out for you to look at. And you decided to shit all over it just because your parents never told you they loved you. (laughs) I know. Or just it's because like, you're working. Where did you come from to like tell somebody that? And I think it's a lot of it is obviously there's trolls, like I said, who and just what, do now, that for fun. Trolls? But a lot of it is like just ignorance. I think people don't realize how much it affects somebody's entire like creative space and everything they work towards. Um, how much that like negative comment will affect them? I think those trolls. Um, this is what I've kind of where my mind goes about them is I think it's not necessarily these are childhoods that were, you know, broken or something like that. I think it's going back to what we said about like the system. When somebody's in the system, like you can't break through it. It's, so uh, there's a portion of our uh, society that the way we raise people or kids to think about, uh, I think, wealth or success in life is that the idea is you go to school, you get yourself a student loan, right? That you're now 100% in debt right away. You're 18 years old and you're already in debt. And uh, you graduate. You, you, the only thing you learn is how to take tests, right? Yeah. And then you get a job and you get a job that obviously doesn't pay annually what your student loan is. So, and, and you were broke for so long, so you get yourself in more debt because they tell you, you gotta get credit cards to have a credit history so you can buy a house. And so you get a car because you graduated. You, did. you got yourself a, a house. You got yourself the TV. You did all this. Well, now you got credit card debt as well. Mm-hmm. And you're working for a place where you got a boss that you don't like. You might like some of the people you work with, but you're there X amount of time during the day and you're paid this amount of money. Now, that's cool. Like you got that amount of money and that's more than maybe some other people make. But you are now basically bought out from a position to ever, like if somebody ever buys your rights out, that is probably the death of you, right? So when somebody says, I'm going to pay you $50,000 a year for you to come and be here. Well, let's say you're doing something that is not what your dream is. You're just doing this job. Mm -hmm. But now you don't have time because they bought your time to build this other thing, right? So let's say you got a degree in, mar- in in accounting and you're like, you know what I'd do? I'd love to do a food blog. Well, you don't have time for your food right. blog because somebody bought your time. Yeah. And uh, and so now you're bitter. You go to work. You got a boss that's a jerk. You got people that are passive aggressive with you. Traffic's too long. Commute's too long. Your marriage maybe is now, you know, sucks. You know, your, your, your kids are disconnected. And so you're just kind of like, Ugh, I just got to do this every single day now, right? That's it. There's no end in sight. So you, you end up suppressing it with either alcohol, with maybe like TVs or digital content or... Uh, or more debt that you you shopaholic. And so you're just constantly like, oh, you're just living in that grind. And so what do you do? You see other people doing something that you wish you did and are being successful and they look happy and you go, oh, you know what? That looks cold or that doesn't look good or could have been done or better. It was like, that's, you know, waste. I bet I could do that if I had the tools. And so you get those people that come out and you just kind of go, oh, you come from a life of just bitterness of where you are right now. They're also looking for something. They're looking like for a video that they can like comment that something's wrong, something they didn't do something right. It's like they are just prowling and, <laughs> the internet. And there's a and lot. That's why they call them trolls. And, and it's just true, right? <laughs> but there's also another thing is 
Um, I think people in general, whether they're happy and successful or, or sad and broken, everybody in general needs community and they're searching for community. I think just the way we're wired. Right. And so, yeah. and so just like successful people, they go and surround themselves in a community of people, of positive thinkers that are doing big, great things that they look up to. Same thing that people who are miserable in life and are in the system, they surround themselves in a trolling community. That's why Reddit exists, right? Because mm -hmm. you have people who outdo each other on like, you know, oh, that sucks. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Sucks. Monkey a comic balls. can be, yeah. Exactly. And so you're kind of like, oh, yeah, did you notice that? And so they would communicate back and forth and kind of fuel yeah. each other's negativity. And those are yeah. those are the trolls. It's and so uh, sad. No, I well, mean, it's like, like, I think people who are like, really thriving what they do they don't have time to go on youtube write a comment you know what i'm saying like unless it's positive here's the best line i've ever heard uh, it was the line was this do you think winners like uh michael jordan or you know or anybody else do you think they're leaving youtube comments no they don't have they time don't. that's what i'm saying like they don't have time and they don't care i've written apart from i, I had a period where i had this like second brenda segment yeah. where I, i'd respond yeah. to these trolls and have put them on blast and screenshot it right. it'd be a lot of fun i just don't have time to do that anymore but um apart from those segments i have maybe three times in my entire life wrote a youtube comment to somebody else now it's not worth it i appreciate the nice comments that are left on my page because it helps with you know engagement and stuff like that and yeah. helping out the algorithm but just in general good or bad i think the three that i wrote were like the good ones i've never written a single bad one to anybody but the good ones were like to the people in my space like hey i love that that came out awesome yeah, you know and, and right. it's cool to see the people in my space who are also too busy to write youtube comments they go hey man i love it and i go oh wow you saw that that's cool thank or you or even like personally telling you on like a text i think that's way more important than like writing a comment which comments are good yeah for yes. engagement but like when somebody actually like texts you hey i saw your video like yeah. that last week it was really good and it's like so much more personal when it's somebody from your space but the negative ones yeah like nobody doing big things has time to <laughs> write a comment i get so self-conscious well and i don't know why i get it but because i have these rules that i stick to to for, for my own sanity but like if we run into some of our just regular friends who are not content creators and and they'd be like oh i saw your video that you did for that single mom or something like that and uh or not single mom that's because a lot of it was very positive but let's say like oh i saw your uh, sauna build video and I was like, oh, you saw that? Cool, thanks, man. He goes, yeah, man, it was crazy. People were like, like writing like, oh, you know, so he didn't do it right. Comments. And you go, oh, you read my negative comments. Oh, okay. Yeah. And That's you always cool. think that, because I, creators in YouTube world, they know not to read these comments and they know they're full with good people and they say nice things and trolls, right? Right. People who are not on YouTube sometimes might not understand that, so they think that you just suck. Period. Right. So they go, they're like, "Oh, you didn't build that right." That one person. Yeah, told hey, you I that. heard you yeah. didn't. Is it? And you're like, no, you don't. You don't understand. Like these are you're reading a troll. Like yeah. <laughs> I remember one of my videos was a home renovation video. I think it was a stair project, and uh, there's a few people saying like, "Oh, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that." And there's like a girl that wrote like, "I don't even know construction," and clearly I could see you didn't do this right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even, you're thinking backing off yeah. of like what some of these yeah. idiots said. I don't even know construction. Yeah, I don't even know construction. Then why are you commenting? And she goes, there's so much stuff wrong with this. And I go, okay. So okay. you want to be, yeah. you're alone, alone, and you need community. Hey, we've had that staircase for, what has it been? Three a year years. and a half? Two years, three years, two years. And it is still marvelous oh, and doing you. great. And so hasn't broken yet. Yeah. Has not broken. So the amount of people eat my shorts. Eat my shorts, Bart Simpson. 
eat my shorts. Yeah, no, that was a. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, that's, it will affect you because it's like your pride and joy when you work so hard on a project and somebody just like instantly says, "You did that wrong. You didn't do that right. That looks like shit. That looks terrible." Whoa, 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 whoa! Language, please. <laughs> <laughs> Language. What do you? What do you think? This is a excuse my friends. What do you think? This is Joe Rogan experience yeah. thrown out a profanity. God yeah, so people say a lot worse things than that. Yeah. So I wish we had bleeps here. Even you know, Kyle I will say bleep. though. Um, the more personal you are on your page and in social media accounts, the more people blast you, which is so sad. So like, I think I've said this before, but I try to stay very, um, I don't get too personal in my. Explain to me what, what personal is. Cause I feel like your personal, like, isn't this like, like you use very kind thing. you don't you're not personal like oh uh, this is broken in my life kind of thing you, yes not, that's what oh, i mean, what mean? i don't okay. go like deep i guess that's what you, you don't air so. your uh dirty, dirty laundry, laundry yeah. yeah okay but like also um lingerie you mean dirty lingerie, lingerie. <laughs> dirty lingerie. yeah like I, I i mean i don't go super deep in like this is what I'm struggling with. This is what's going on. Like, I mean, there's been certain things like with kids where I'm like, oh, look at my day. There was one time, I think I posted a video of like when the boys were little and they were taking a bath and Jack took every single toy from the to playroom, including stuffed animals, blankets, stuck them in the bathtub. And I remember like doing a video, like things like that is that fine. That was five years ago. You're still holding us over yes. his head. <laughs> Jack, um, get better. But like deeper, like, I don't know. I try to stay, I guess, not... I wouldn't say like PC, but like you show the nice things in your life. Yeah, and where it's thing. like very just like you know, yeah, I just don't go deep, and so, and I think for that reason, I don't get a lot of negative comments because people don't have anything to comment on. Mm -hmm. Like the worst they could say is like, "Oh, you didn't do a good job with the space," which yeah. I have never. I think in my like f almost four years of pursuing staging and in design, I have only had one like semi-negative comment where somebody said on a picture, what did they say? Oh, I don't really like this room. It looks really stark. Like it looks like a hospital room or something I would have like to that. Google what stark is. Stark white where it's like really cold and- Oh, um, why do they say cold? Why do they have to be pretentious? Because they are pretentious, yeah. But they said it looked like a hospital They're giving room you work to so do. stark white, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but that was like, I kind of, and that kind of just rolled off my shoulders because I was like, did you I don't call? Care. Did you get? Did you rebuttal with like? I bet my dad banged your mom in this <laughs> dark room. <laughs> I honestly get more offended by like what people say to you than they do. Do you to really? Me. Do you get yeah. protected? Because I'm really protective. Because I I know how much work you put into your stuff. That when somebody even says like something that's not even like super negative, but it's just kind of like either passive aggressive or like not you know super friendly or nice i'm always like shut up but you never really responded back you're like i want to but then it's like what's what is that going to do to respond back nothing. oh of course nothing. yeah of course, so it's nothing. it's yeah no it's, it's cute it's but, cute that you care but i, I mean, just like get kind of fired up about it because nah. i'm like Sh you shut up you, shut <laughs> you just shush okay yeah. just, that's what i should write just shut sh up <laughs> just shush <laughs> You're like, wow, that felt good just to say that shush. Well, because I think you, are, on the other hand, are very yeah. open and, like, you share your beliefs about, like, everything almost. And so you're... Well, okay, so... I, okay, so I was going to mention this about when you said airing out your dirty laundry. I think... I don't mention, like, the bad day I've had. I don't mention, like, 
oh, I just I just uh, yelled at my kids and I regret that I didn't have self control. That I right. didn't just I don't do that. I don't do I don't do those videos. Be like you know you know. No, it's more like hey, I do here's like what, here's the videos make. And... Well, I mean, I'm open about the things that it's like more like the issues that people are very either for or against. So so okay, I think in the world of social media, um, content creators. When you put your videos out long enough or your content long enough, after a while, after a couple of years of people following you, they feel like they know a little bit about right. you. You become no longer as just another account. You become a person and an idea, right? right. And uh, there's a term that people pass around about like, it's part of my branding, whatever, right? And I hate that word because a lot of it very sounds like very much that it's a very thing that you just put on and right. take off, right? And so like... Like, uh, I, I dye my hair blue. It's part of my branding. And you're like, okay, so that's fine. But then, like, somebody would, would be, like, a personality. For example, Borat, prime example, right? Sasha Cohen, right? right? Sasha Baron Cohen, I think. Uh, that's not him. That's a character he plays, right? right? So that's part of his branding in it. Um, there's a lot of people in our space that will, like, let's say the slutty girl with, like, whatever. <laughs> She's probably not the slutty girl. She's probably doing it because that's what her audience likes. Now, with me... I figured out that if I'm going to create this idea of what's part of my branding, because I put out everything, I see my family's on there, my kids are there, my 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 hobbies are on there. Right. Then I'm there's it's a simple thing is I don't have to create a branding. I'm just going to showcase what I'm into. So if I'm into time with the family, and if I'm into skiing, if I'm into building, and if I'm into flipping crepes, and I'm into guns. Then You're all of that, that is going to be shared, yeah. and it's going to be easy because I don't have to be like, okay, hun, be, look happy. Yeah, like, right. Like no, that's, it's just like part of our daily. That's why life, I think yeah. like the people are following us on this podcast, and some of the nice comments people are writing me like, you guys seem like you genuinely like hanging out with each other. You know what I mean? And that's something you can't fake. So this is part of our branding that we don't have to fake. This is just right. part of our life, and so. Um, so I don't feel like I air anything out. Here's what makes me no, cringe. No, you just you just post like your day to day everything. You oh, do. I'll oh yeah. in the world where like you can't post gun stuff, I'll post video of me you know loading guns yeah. and doing drills like yeah. because I'm into that. You know, right. I'm not. It's gonna be more fake for me to be like no no, no I can't post that because that's what, because my audience doesn't like that. No, right. I'm I'll make a new audience. Right. Okay, cool. I'll lose a bunch of people, but like right. if this is what I'm into, I'm not gonna change what I, who I am. It's like it's like when you have friends and you go, oh, I'm not gonna like do that because they don't like that. No, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. just won't be friends with that person. I'm not gonna drink on camera because I want my audience to be cultivated. That I look conservative and uh, I look religious and I don't <laughs> drink alcohol. Like no, I I drink alcohol. I'm gonna be drinking right. alcohol on camera. Yeah. Working a table. No, no I'm kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> um. So where was I going with this? Uh, one of the things that makes me really cringe in terms of there's people out there who kind of air their dirty laundry. It's and it's interesting you said this. Those are the times that people will like attack you the most, right? But I disagree with that. I think there's certain content creators that I know. Uh, most of them are females, but I don't think it's exclusive to females. There's just the two or three that I think of in my head. They're very much like when they show vulnerability on camera they earn these clout like this clout right they earn like like uh uh, uh empathy from well because it's like this empowering now culture we have well and maybe it's just I, I think it's always been around but like i've seen girls where they're like maybe even guys too i'm, I'm not being gender gendering anyway but like it's like one of those things where like they will have let's say a very true honest to god emotional moment mm -hmm. right like they accomplish something and they're crying. Right. And what do they do is they'll go and set the camera, their phone, on on themselves, and they go and they go into that moment. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not faking the moment, but they're going into the moment. And 
And to me, I don't like that. Now, it, first of all, I think they're, they get nothing but positive feedback, right? I think the reason they do is because it's real. It's like, it's like super raw, but also a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. I think that's what. Yeah. And it's, and it's a good thing. Right. But I don't know. For, for some reason, it makes me cringe a little bit. Because you kind of go, listen, I would rather fake it on camera. And I've done this before where like I screwed up on something, like the measurement on a drawer and get frustrated. And then I'll tell Kyle, hey, hey Kyle, let's hit record because uh, I make it look like I just found this thing out. And I'll be like, crap, like I got into this. But I'll walk people through like the process of like, okay, well, you guys know mistakes yeah. are going to be made, whatever. So my job is to make sure that people know that there's a realistic expectation when it comes to building that you're going to be dissatisfied with it. It's not going to come out as perfect as you think, no matter how many times you built it, you're going to make mistakes. And I want people to just kind of get that message across. Mm-hmm. But for me to truly be hardened by something and start crying and then flip my camera just to capture that raw moment, like as if I'm trying to win it's an not, Oscar. I feel like it's not raw anymore. You're not raw anymore because you're trying to, you know, it's one thing if, if like somebody was like my camera, like uh, Kyle turned on the camera when I was like, you know, like uh, me sitting there and just like really just losing my mind over it. And he captured it and I'm like, okay, fine, you did it. But for me to be, go and turn on a camera or tell Kyle, I'm about to cry, turn it on. Like, I I don't know, man, that's just me. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I just. I think it's hard. I think it's hard because there's a, there is an aspect of like, well, yeah, you're being real and raw, but also you're turning on a camera. So are you really? You're being more dramatic than anything. But at that then point. at the same time, I think a lot of people can relate to things like that. So maybe it is important for people to maybe. do that. Yeah, so, no, maybe. Because I mean, maybe. Cause, it's hard for me to say. I don't. And I think it empowers people. Okay, I'm not going to knock on it completely, right? Because I'm sure somebody's out there disagreeing with me. I think what it is, is like, when it's a thing like that, uh, somebody it depends else. on the topic too, obviously. Right. If it's something very Somebody else could be like, let's say I, I bought a car, it's not that this person did, but let's say I, I bought a car, right? And I couldn't afford a car ever and couldn't get approved finally. for a car loan. And I got a land and I'm like, finally things are working up. I've had a pretty shitty year and now, and somebody else who is probably experiencing the same thing, watching this be like, listen, I thought my life was hard, but there's light at the end of the time. Like I get that There's always aspect. something you can I get relate it. to. Sure, I get yeah. it. So I'm not so going to knock on it completely. <laughs> it's just me personally, when it's a content creator doing that, I... It depends what it is, yeah. yeah. There's been times where I'm like, uh, yeah, sometimes it's a little cringy, but like a lot of times it is just very, when somebody's actually having a hard time and or like sometimes people will just it won't even be like a video of them, but they'll just have a caption that's very raw. And I, I appreciate that because I'm like, you're just... I mean, laying your heart out and mm-hmm. wanting people to relate because in this culture, that's kind of how you do relate to people now. In a sense, I mean, in a, and I mean, th- we're dissecting it now. I know. <laughs> it, it, in a sense, it's like if social media is all smoking mirrors in the sense that we only show the positive things, yeah. that every, every once in a while you show the, the raw negative things. People like it. Perhaps it shows more authenticity. And to me, I've always had the um, understanding that it is all just a, you do show your positive and that's okay. Like to me, it was always like you're showing your best three seconds of your life or best you're showing your highlight reel, mm-hmm. right? That's what people say Instagram is. But like that's okay too. Like it's okay to show your your highlight reel when maybe something's not going well in your life and you do want to show something like that's like a light, um, good side of your life, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if you understand that, that it is a highlight reel, then it doesn't matter. Like my Instagram feed is my portfolio it's not my like everyday family um because 
my business obviously my business is my instagram so like my name is mint and pine on there and so my entire feed is my um, portfolio and like that's okay it doesn't have to be this like that, that's just what uh, I've created. It doesn't have to be, oh, look, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, my husband. I'm, I'm into uh. monogamy. <laughs> but like, that's what I've created it to be. And that's okay. And then like, my um, stories are just my family. And so, and then obviously with staging too and design, I'll post stories of that. But I'll do my family. But it's like, it's only when, I only think, the thing is, when I'm going through something really hard, I don't think about picking up my camera and like <laughs> posting about it, right? right? Right. I don't know why. And then my, maybe it's just the type of person I am. But like if I'm crying to you about something, the last thing I want to do is like pick up my. Should I start? Do but like I just want to go through that with you. Right. Personally. Uh-huh. But yeah. I'm also a very personal person, <laughs> personal person. Like I don't like to cry in front of people. I don't like to um, show like a lot of, I guess, vulnerability in front of people. And so that's just the way I am. And so. I don't think about that. But some people are the opposite. They they truly feel like they, they should show it and have to because maybe somebody will relate to it and somebody will find um, value in it. And so maybe you can't, yeah. Content is content. Content is content. All right, this has been a fun, so bad, yeah, this has been a good so. one. All right, bye folks. Thanks, love, share it, uh, love it. No, just share it with your friends, rate it if you can on whatever platform. Uh, oh, tag us on social media if you ever repost our thing. Yeah. It really helps. Love you guys, bye. Bye.